10-Minute Sermon, a podcast from the Reverend George Pink. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Those are the famous words of John 3.16. And that verse might just be the world's favourite piece of scripture. BibleGateway.com is the internet's most visited Christian website. It has more than 1.5 billion page views and over 150 million unique visitors every year. And that verse, John 3.16, is the one which people search for the most. It's a verse we might see on car bumper stickers or fridge magnets. Professional athletes sometimes have it tattooed on them or written on their armbands. I've seen it as part of a friend's email address. And it's a verse that's been popular for a long time. The reformer Martin Luther once said that John 3.16 was the gospel in miniature. And plenty of other people since him have said similar things. I once heard it described as the gospel, the good news, in a nutshell. It's not hard to see why it's such a popular verse. Because if we're looking for a nice, succinct summary of who Jesus was and why he came to this earth, then it's pretty hard to go past the sentence. It says a lot in just a few words. Now, in every seven-minute sermon, we hear a short passage of Scripture. And John 3.16 appears as part of this week's passage, which is John chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Let's take a listen. No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. John 3.16 is certainly an amazing verse. It's a sentence that most people are probably familiar with, or at least they've heard of it through the bumper stickers and the fridge magnets. But I'm guessing that fewer people are aware of the context it comes from. It's from a conversation Jesus had with a guy called Nicodemus. He was a religious leader of the time. And if we were to go back to the beginning of John chapter 3, we'd hear that Nicodemus comes to see Jesus at night. He comes to him under the cover of darkness. And that is quite significant. There's probably more to this than just the time of day. It's likely to be John's way of saying that Nicodemus is doubting. Despite the fact he's a leader of the Jews, he's not sure about stuff. He's uncertain and apprehensive. If you like, he's in the dark. But he has seen that there's something special about Jesus. And so he comes to talk to him. Jesus tells him that no one can see the kingdom of God unless they experience a rebirth. He says, you must be born again. Which is, of course, another famous verse in itself. They talk about what that means, and this leads to the passage we just heard. Including what we now know as John 3.16. Jesus tells Nicodemus that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
we don't know what Nicodemus thought of those words that Jesus spoke, because after Jesus finishes speaking, John's gospel moves on to tell us what he and his disciples did next. So we don't know what Nicodemus made of John 3.16. But when I hear this familiar verse, I'm struck by the word gave. It's interesting that God gave his only son. This is not a matter of God reluctantly or grumpily parting with something. And I like that because it reminds us that Jesus is a gift. And we give gifts to people we love. God gave this gift because he loved the people of this world so much. So I think that one word alone tells us quite a lot about who God is and how he feels about us. He loves us. Christians believe that God is love. And Jesus came to this earth because we are the recipients of his divine love. I said we don't know what Nicodemus' immediate reaction to those words was. But we do know that they must have had an impact eventually. Dr. Marshall Jolly points out that after Nicodemus leaves Jesus, something in him changes. Because later on in John's Gospel, we hear about Nicodemus at the time of Jesus' death. When Christ is crucified in the darkness of the first Good Friday, Nicodemus is present. He makes his way through darkness and doubt to the foot of the cross. As Jesus hangs dying, other disciples had fled for fear of persecution. But Nicodemus is there. He helps Joseph of Arimathea to prepare the body of Jesus for burial. He's ready to bear the broken and lifeless body of the crucified Lord to its grave. So those words Jesus spoke about God's love must have profoundly impacted Nicodemus. Something in him surely changed. Nicodemus had visited Jesus at night time. He came to him under the cover of darkness. He sought Jesus when he was uncertain, when he was doubting. And that's when he heard those incredible words about divine love. And those words about God's love still have the power to change lives today. When we're uncertain, when we're not sure about stuff, when we're in the dark, we can hold on to the amazing promise of John 3.16. We can hold on to this idea about God's love and the fact he gave his son. And if we do, it might just shed some light on our darkness. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Seven Minute Sermon, a podcast from the Reverend George Pink. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's Seven Minute Sermon. If you felt like rating or reviewing this podcast, I would be really grateful. When people do that, it helps get the podcast out to others who might be interested in hearing it. And if you want more content like this, you can follow my Facebook page. Just search Rev George Pink on Facebook and you'll find me there. That's P-E-N-K. Facebook.com forward slash Rev George Pink. I'll see you there.